Hello, this is David Nakao Wilcoxon. This audio is from a Revelation Timeline Decoded YouTube video series that I made in 2021. The videos were very low tech, mostly me reading what's on the screen, so you're not missing much in the audio version. The Revelation layers chart and summary PDFs that I refer to in the videos can be found at www.revelationtimelinedecoded.com. Enjoy the lesson. Hello, Set Apart Saints. This is David. In this video, I'm going to talk about the transition from the pagan Western Roman emperors to the popes of Rome. If you haven't done so, I recommend watching the previous videos in this Revelation series so the explanation is in context. If you want more information about the fulfillment of Revelation, the Revelation Timeline Decoded book provides it in detail, and I've included that link in the description. In my previous The Beast of Daniel video, I show how Daniel pointed to four beast kingdoms, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome, which is in power until Messiah returns. Daniel 7.7 describes the Roman beast kingdom. says, After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. John picks up the narrative of the dreadful, terrible, and exceedingly strong beast kingdom and describes it as a great red dragon in Revelation 12.3. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, the great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, there's our horns again, and seven crowns upon its heads. When the Western Roman emperor was removed from power in 476 during the fourth trumpet judgment, the Western Roman Empire split into ten civil kingdoms, the Ten Horns. Edward Gibbon says the ten kingdoms were the Alemanni, the Franks, the Burgundians, the Vandals, the Suevi, the Visigoths, the Saxons, the Ostrogoths, the Lombards, and the Heruli. Cyril of Jerusalem, in about the 4th century, foretold the predicted Antichrist would come when the times of the Roman Empire shall be fulfilled. The ten kings of the Romans shall rise together. Among those, the eleventh king, so the little horn of Daniel, is the Antichrist, who by magical and wicked artifice shall seize the Roman power. Daniel 7, 8 points to the little horn, a leader. So a horn in prophecy is a leader. So it's pointing to him rising up among the ten civil kingdoms, speaking great things. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another horn. Among the ten horns, there was another horn, so the eleventh horn, for whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things. The popes of Rome rose to power among the ten leaders of the ten civil kingdoms, and they demanded that those ten kings submit to their authority. So Daniel seven twenty three to 24 says, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be like the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of the kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. And another shall arise after them, the eleventh, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. The Heruli, the Ostrogoths, and the Vandals were used to attack the empire during the trumpet judgments. And the Heruli removed the Western Roman emperor from power in 476 A.D. So they weren't going to surrender control to the Bishop of Rome. That's why they resisted, because they had invaded the land. They took control of the territories. They're not going to bow down to the Bishop of Rome when they just got done overthrowing the Western Roman Emperor. In Outlines of Prophecy, Dr. George Da, who's a professor of systematic theology, says, Now concerning the little horn in verses 20 to 25, there is no question that it is a Roman power. 
If the fourth beast is Roman, so also are the ten horns and the little horn likewise. The little horn with great pretensions. What diverse power arose out of the ten kingdoms after pagan Rome ceased? And what power dominated the ten Roman kingdoms ever since down to the present time? None other than papal Rome. The papacy is Roman. Its seat is in Rome. The very name, even today, is Roman Catholic, meaning universal. He continues, did the Pope subdue three kings? Yes, the Heruli in 493, the Vandals in 534, and the Ostrogoths in 553. So we see how the Popes of Rome fulfilled this prophecy. Daniel gives more description. It says, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they should be given to his hand, until a time and times and a dividing of the time. This matches the narrative in Revelation 13, 5-7, which is about the Antichrist beast popes. It says, And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy. So saying the same thing as Daniel. Power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. The office of the papacy acts and speaks for the whole body. And the popes have spoken pompous words, proclaiming to be God, to be Jesus Christ in the flesh, to forgive sins, and to provide salvation, all of which is blasphemous. The popes of Rome caused tens of millions of saints to be killed during the Dark Ages and the Inquisition. So indeed, they wore out the saints. Catholics openly proclaim the power of the Pope to change the law. The Pope has the power to change times, to abrogate laws, and to dispense with all things, even the precepts of Christ. What a statement. The Pope has the authority and often exercises it to dispense with the command of Christ. So he changed the times and the law. The Popes changed the law. They removed the second commandment. So commandment two is missing and they split the tenth into two. The Popes refined the Roman calendar and pushed the Father's calendar aside. The Roman calendar is based on the sun. The scriptural calendar is based on the sun and moon. The Roman calendar starts in winter, the scriptural calendar in spring. The Roman popes promote the holidays of Easter and Christmas that replace the Father's seven holy feast days, which Messiah is still in the process of fulfilling to redeem the set-apart saints. Messiah died on Passover. He was in the grave on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which represents his sinlessness. He rose again on the Feast of Firstfruits. He sent the Ruach Spirit on the Feast of Pentecost. Messiah will return on the Fall Feast of Trumpets, which is on the first day of the seventh scriptural month, typically in September. He will carry out judgment on the tenth day, the Day of Atonement, and he will marry his bride on the fifteenth day, on the Feast of Tabernacles. So the Roman holidays effectively hide the truth about Messiah fulfilling the Holy Feast Days, which gives us the context of his return. The Antichrist beast popes ruled in power for 1260 years from 538 to 1798, which fulfilled the time, times, and half a time in Daniel 7 and 42 months of Revelation 13. This is a significant proof that the beasts of Daniel 7 are the same as Daniel 2, as we see that the little horn of Daniel 7 is fulfilled by the popes of Rome. In the next video, I'll focus on how the popes fulfill the role of the man is in the son of perdition of 2 Thessalonians. Thank you for listening to this Revelation Timeline Decoded audio. You can request a free copy of the Revelation Timeline Decoded summary PDF or order a printed copy of the book, which explains it in detail, at revelationtimelinedecoded.com. I love y'all. Shalom.